The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover a new relationship and approach to life through the space between. Join spiritual teacher Brittany Mondito for a moment of silence, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York. Everything we're searching for lies behind what we're running from, Brittany says. Reconnect with your inner sense of safety, grounding, and centeredness. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the Miracle of Healing, where we come together every week to discuss and discover a roadmap to healing. I'm your host, Lisa Campion, and I hope you can join us since the world needs all the healing it can get. And we are healing the planet one person at a time right here on Mind, Body, Spirit, FM. Hi, I'm Lisa Campion, and this is the Miracle of Healing. So can we crack the matrix? Are we even living in a matrix? For so long, wisdom teachers have all pointed out the reality that evil might actually be very present and an active force on this planet. And maybe for the average person accepting that, there's some sort of powerful negative astral presence that actually exists on this planet is hard to do. It's hard to do, I think, until we encounter it ourselves. But I'm super happy to have Kate Montana here with her talking about her newest book, Cracking the Matrix, 14 Keys to Individual and Global Freedom. And she really went um, on this deep exploration or sort of maybe down the rabbit hole is a better way to put it (laughs) on um, her personal experiences and then understanding how that relates to our, our global experience of what we do when we become aware of this force and what do we even do about it. So welcome back to the show, Kate. Great to be back, Lisa. Thank you so much. Yeah, it, is, it was a rabbit hole. It still is a rabbit hole. <laughs> I've been down many a rabbit hole, and sometimes we have to do that, right? Yeah, well, yeah. You know, if I think if we want to express as the fullness of our beings, there's not anything we can leave out. There's not anything we can, like, put away and shelve and go, well, I can ignore that while I focus on this. You know, I think the The big lesson I learned from 40 years in the whole spirituality and alternative health arena was, you know, this this incessant focus on positivity and you you can't have the, the luxury of a negative thought and, you know, look to the light and only focus on love. And, you know, okay, shadow stuff, maybe I'll dip into that, but just don't look at that over there. You know, let's always look to the light and the positive. And 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 I realized that that has severely crippled us in our capacity to deal with all of what's present on planet Earth and all of the dimensions of reality, various realities that are affecting us on an ongoing daily moment to moment basis, that if we don't become aware of kind of the full spectrum of what's going on, we're essentially crippling ourselves. 
And, mm -hmm. and I think the biggest thing I'd like to get across right up front is when we think about the word evil, um, actually, I'm going to really try to steer everybody away from that because this presence, this interdimensional presence is not evil. It's actually rather neutral. It's how it engages us and then where humans go when they engage these interdimensional forces and influences that is the, that, that's the journey. And there's nothing to be frightened of because these forces are invisible. They're intangible. They they can't pick up a pen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so we, we've been trained to be frightened and look away. Um, mm -hmm. But one, I just upfront, I'd like to say, man, there's nothing to be afraid of. But if we don't know what we're dealing with on all levels, we're hamstrung, essentially. Right. Yeah, that's such an interesting point. It's sort of like you don't have to be afraid of sharks, although... We don't really want to like jump into the shark tank, you know, with a bleeding cut. But if we don't even acknowledge that they are there, we can't do anything about it. Absolutely. Right? I mean, I live on Maui in Hawaii. And after heavy rainfalls, when sediment runs off in rivers into the into the ocean, there's a couple of days of murky water. You don't go in because that's mm -hmm. when the sharks actually like to really cruise. And so, right. yeah, you have to be. And if I wasn't aware of that, how could I deal with it? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Good point. Good point. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about how, how this investigation started for you. Like what happened that set you down on this trail? <laughs> what happened? COVID-19 happened. The, the world, world insanity happened. Mm -hmm. And I look, you know, 40 years of positivity, 40 years on my Zazen pillow and 30,000 hours of meditation, you know, yes, I can access states of bliss with my eyes closed. That's no problem. Um, so can most of my friends, but it was like with 40 years of that, and then looking at the world go crazy into such depths of fear and division and conflict and viciousness. I, I, I was so shocked, Lisa, that I had to step back and go, Wait a minute. Buddha came 2,500 years ago with messages of enlightenment. Jesus arrived 2,000 years ago talking about love and community and connection. And why are we flushing ourselves down the toilet? What's standing in the way of this message not only taking hold, but carrying us into this beautiful, bright, expansive, healthy, on all levels future that we've envisioned for ourselves for thousands of years. And so I was like, you know, I've done everything. I've read every book. <laughs> you know, I've done the guru thing. I've done all, I've had enlightenment experiences. What am I missing? And so the only thing that I could really go look at was like, what is driving fear and conflict and division and divisiveness between people? Mm -hmm. And I started to look at what we call um, evil forces. And much to my, like, boing, um, everywhere I looked, um, historically, there is a name for this presence on this planet every culture across history, every culture on every continent has named and finger pointed this influence. The archons is what the, uh, the ancient Greeks called these entities. In Hawaii, the kahunas call it the eepa, mind parasites. Hmm. The, uh, the Iroquois um, and uh, nations in the United States call it windingo. Uh, another name for Native American um, references is uh, Wetiko. 
Christians call it Satan. <laughs> um, in in uh, uh, Islam, it's Ashaitan. Um, so mm. it, I, I was just like, oh my God, this is historically a thread that's not only consistent, it's glaring. And I was, it's like, well, how could I have missed this? How could I have ignored this? And it's because of how we're raised and how we are, how we are mm, programmed is probably the better word to not see this presence. Number one, it's an invisible influence. Okay. That's one reason we don't see it. It's subtle. It's mental. It's interdimensional. So it can weave between the mental, the astral, the physical, emotional levels and affect wherever we are most susceptible. The, the places in ourselves where we are most disconnected from our true being. Hmm. Um, if we're emotionally fraught and deeply disturbed emotionally, that's where this interdimensional force can, can weave itself. Um, mentally, it, it's a highly mental whisper campaign, if you will, it's so subtle. So that's the primary reason, aside from a lot of healthy programming, against don't look at, don't look at it, you know, just focus on the light. Religion has almost made a farce out of the devil and evil. So it's been trivialized. Like, you know, that's just an old Bible story. I don't have to pay any attention. Like it's an old superstition that we don't have to pay attention to. It's an old superstition. So, you know, so here we have an invisible, <laughs> subtle, mostly mental influence that can track between dimensions and <laughs> that has been trivialized, uh, superstitionized, if that's a word, and we're told to ignore. So we do. And, and the influence so heavily happens in liminal spaces. Like when I started to track this presence, this influence, I realized that I had been, um, my dreams had been heavily influenced when I was a little girl. I mean, four, three, four, um, with mm. horrific, bloody, violent imagery. And I was like, huh. And when I moved into my spiritual pursuits in what, in my thirties, I, I really, really got into meditation, heavy duty. And I cracked my Kundalini really fast. And so all of my psychic centers blasted open. So, okay, I'm 30. I'm coming from Miss Madonna material world girl, you know, working in network TV with the guys and, you know, heavy into sex, drugs, rock and roll and thinking I'm cool and somebody. So I brought to the table of, of, of when my psychic centers opened, a lot of insecurities, confusion, emotional, la-di-da, a lot of heavy sexualization, of who I thought I was, all of these lower frequency elements of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And so early on in my meditation and my spiritual pursuits, I was highly attacked, mostly through the emotional body, through the astral, mm -hmm. by this presence. And I had horrific experiences. I was literally dragged out of my body by invisible hands throwing me into graveyards and slimy beasts with red dripping claws mm -hmm. and fangs. And I thought I was losing it. I mean, I thought I was crazy back, back in, because I had no, you know, we're not raised to be able to deal with these kinds of things. And, um, and I didn't have a spiritual mentor. I didn't have, I just started I'm meditating because I thought it was a good idea. I wanted to know who I was. 
And so no training, et cetera. So I had had a lot of engagement with this interference, mental interference, interdimensional presence. Um, but I'd put it aside because it was all, it was during sleep. It was during meditation. It was hypnagogic states. So it was easy to wake up afterwards and go, oh man, that was scary. Or wow, that was weird. <sighs> oh, well, what's for breakfast? You know? Yeah. It's hard to take it seriously when we can't put it into context, right? Absolutely. I mean, Lisa, yeah. this whole, this whole, this whole topic is so slippery I've read whole books. I read this wonderful book called Watiko by Paul Levy. And it was it's all about this mind parasite, this interdimensional presence. And at the end of the whole book, I remember closing the book going, I still don't know what this presence is. Hmm. So do you think that it's astral beings? Because I certainly have tangled with my share. And, you know, as I train psychics and work psychic, you know, do psychic development, there's a lot of trouble in the, the lower astral realm. Yeah. Um, and with lower astral entities are, but are, do you think that they're coming from beyond that spot? Yeah. Um, this is an ongoing research project on my part. When I first started writing Cracking the Matrix, my ex personal experience was astral interference. Mm -hmm. So okay. I, and, and as I say, I, I read these books and I go, well, I still don't know what this is. So I was, I, I leaned heavily on my own descriptors and um, calling it an astral presence. Further research <laughs> has um, brought me the information that it's actually an interdimensional force, intelligent, interdimensional intelligence that can weave between dimensions, between the mental, the astral, the physical and the spiritual and penetrate again, wherever we are most out of balance, where there's a, where there's, a, where there's a crack in our, in our solidity of our sense of comfort in our own being, which considering the nature of the world we live in, we are being, you know, fractured on a daily basis with media influences and the EM pulsing and the the crap in our food and the horrific additions to medications and the pressure and the stress and the economic consumer drive. We are being mercilessly driven by an agenda that is... I think truly been infiltrated by this interdimensional force, which is why we have back to my question of, gee, Jesus came along talking about love and, and holding hands, you know, 2000 years ago. Why are we like the exact opposite 2000 years of Christianity later? And it's because all of our systems, all of our belief systems, our, our social systems, our economic, our political system, our philosophies, our histories, um, our religions, our spirituality have been infiltrated by this. In, and this, this is an intelligent intelligence. This is not, you know, some uh, just dumb thing. It, it's, it's not like a, a tick a, or a mosquito that just is opportunistic. There's an intelligence. No, there's a huge yeah. intelligence here. And it has an agenda. And it is the lowering of our light. It is the depressing of our frequency so that it can embody finally through us. Hmm. So it's trying to sort of do possession and really take on physical form fundamentally yeah, through, through us. Yeah. And does is it like my experience with astral entities is they are parasitic. So mm -hmm. they create negative, you know, states in us that 
and they're drawn to people who are of a lot of pain and, you know, unprocessed trauma and pain inside of them. And that's sort of their source of food. Unprocessed right? so is, trauma. Huge. Is this, yeah, is this the same thing? Are they eating that? Is that like their food? Yes, that's my understanding. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that has come to my attention is that, you know, I was taught to bless these beings, you know, oh, I love you, you know, negative being here, and I'm just going to shine light to you and love to you and, and fix you. And <laughs> what I've realized is that they'll eat anything energetic, whatever we want to mm. give our terror, our fear, our shame, our love. So I, the best thing I have learned to do is to just take command of my own domain and go, you do not belong here. Go leave out mm -hmm. and no anger. You know, the whole let's fight the dark forces. It's really not a dark force, even though in the book, I really thought it was a highly negative um, frequency that it's coming from. I'm tending to come to a place of understanding that it's more neutral. It's what happens when we engage this intelligence that we just take our own boat down. All of our own natural survivalist fears, proclivities, negative, selfish, it, it really, really amplifies the ego. So it works in sort of the lower self you know, like yep. driving us into those lower self behaviors. Absolutely. And, the lower yeah. self is very, finds this influence delicious and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. it's kind of a mutual, let's go to the lowest common denominator movement. Do you think it's part of our polar, like our experience with polarity here? Like we can be influenced by angels. We can be influenced by these things we can, and we have to choose, or is it deeper than that? Can you rephrase that? <laughs> yeah, I'm just wondering, like, are they everywhere? Are they here? Because we're so we live in a polarized dimension, you know, yeah. so something has to occupy the space of that negative, the, the negative side of the polarity. Like, what do you think? Is it part of our lesson to figure out how to tussle with these guys or or not? Okay, yeah, lessons are a big are a big thing. The influence is so subtle that it has a ten. It, it, the, the point it, it twists understandings. So let's take the idea about oh, they're here for a lesson. Evil is here for a lesson, or these interdimensional, neutral, interdimensional beings are here for a lesson to teach us. Because we're meaning making machines, mm. human beings, we want to figure stuff out. I mean, it's just God, let, let me just get a handle on it, get the right answer for this, and then I can put it in the proper slot. So I can deal with it. And it, you know, they're not here to give us a lesson. You know, some great deity in the sky did not go, oh, I know how I can get them to figure out good versus evil. I'll send these beings down All to right. mess them up. That's you know, exactly what I was know, asking. Yeah, Really? Yeah. We, we so still trivialize and storify things rather than just, huh, this is here. I need to be aware of it. Okay, this is how it interpenetrates. This is where I'm weak. This is if I'm in emotional, highly emotional state, if I'm in mental confusion and just doing that mental loop, I can doggone guarantee that there's an interdimensional influence attached to that. Hmm. When you said unhealed trauma, that's a fracture in our soul that just come on in. Yeah. To help drive the show. Oh, I feel stronger now. Yes, I'm strong in my ego. I can do anything. And then the ego inflates and then we become more and more self-oriented. Look at our society. We're so self-oriented. 
And at the same time, we have it, it, there's an epidemic of a lack of self-esteem. You know, we have been convinced, and I am now convinced it is from this interdimensional influence, that we are debased, sinful, wretched, lousy, aggressive, violent, no good critters here and that we deserve and that we're fouling our own nest and that we're screwed up and we get what we deserve. Kate, I want to talk about what what we do about it. How do we get out of that? But let's we need to take a quick break first. Sure. Discover a new relationship and approach to life through the space between. Join spiritual teacher Brittany Mondito for a moment of silence, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York. Everything we're searching for lies behind what we're running from, Brittany says. Reconnect with your inner sense of safety, grounding, and centeredness. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are talking about Cracking the Matrix, 14 Keys to Individual and Global Freedom with Kate Montana. Cracking the Matrix. Yeah. I mean, I have never been so aware. I mean, everybody loved the movie. Probably 90% of the planet is can identify the words of Morpheus to Neo. You know, you live in a matrix and, and your mind is controlled. And, you know, everybody can identify those lines. And yet to wake up finally to the omnipresence of this influence and how, I mean, literally Lisa, I feel like I've woken up into a completely different reality. I have, Mm. it's like waking out of a simulation. It's Mm -hmm. been that it's been that dramatic. Once I finally saw this influence and then I started seeing it in everything. You asked a little bit earlier and I got off on lessons and, and, and deities and storifying. But, you know, the best I have come to understand when this for, this influence arrived on this planet is about 35,000 years ago or so with the fall of, when Atlantis rose. Atlantis was a very technocratic, very left-brain linear, intellectual, and therefore not cohesive and um, grounded. It kind of lost whole track of love. And from my understanding, as far as I know so far... You know, I don't think anybody is an expert on this because it's so slippery and it's so subtle, mm-hmm. but is that if anything, if it wasn't already here before Atlantis, it certainly came in at that time. So mm-hmm. it's been around for about 35,000 years and wow. it, it, this intelligence has an agenda and it's to be able to finally embody. It lusts mm-hmm. after embodiment. It's an interdimensional, intangible thing. With no power whatsoever, except what it can do through us and manipulate us. But if it can lower us, and finally, so that we bring our light and our level of consciousness and frequency down to its level, then finally, there's a marriage made in hell down here. I think there's so many people that have 
like psychics and, you know, healers who work with people and work on an energetic soul level with people come up against this idea of slavery, right? Of humans yep. as slaves, you know, so many people are, are trying to like release. And of course we have human to human slavery, but a lot of times I, I find when I'm working with people there, there's something else that feels like it's trying to enslave us. Would that be this thing that you're talking about? Exactly. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah. You know, there's there's a wonderful woman by the name of Jacqueline Hobbs, um, aka Oracle Girl. And she calls it the, the she doesn't oh, she's call great. it ego. She, she calls it the slave self. You're familiar with her? Yeah. Yeah. She's great. And so she talks about this. And actually, it was I was listening to something she uh, a recording she did sometime while I was writing the book. And she said something out of context that was one of those jaw dropping moments where you go, holy schmoly, I can't believe she said that. Um, she said she was talking about these interdimensional beings and she said they come from another source. And I had been trying to wrap my brain around how can this, because I was looking at it in negative terms back when I was writing the book, I was like, how can this negative, nasty, gnarly influence come from a God of love? You know, because like probably you and most of your listeners, we've been raised in a monotheistic one source, one God, it's all love um, story. I'm going to just call it like it is. It's a story. And I never looked outside that story. When I heard Jacqueline say, this intelligence comes from another source. I was like, mm -hmm. I literally almost had to pick myself up off the floor with the awakening to, oh my God, there is another source that is not life oriented, that has mm -hmm. no love whatsoever that is in these lower ranges cannot access the higher ranges. There's no fixing them. This is their agenda. This They come from this source mm -hmm. over here. So this whole white hats, black hats, good versus evil. Oh, we will redeem you. We will love you and redeem you. There's no redemption. They, they, they're not interested. I used to see these beings. So, and I've had a lot, a lot of my teachers have called them different things. Yeah. One of them called them the forces of interference, uh -huh. which, nice. you know, and that I like that. And that's the term that I still use today. They have their astral form, their, you know, spirit form. And then they work through human agents too, that are, are sort of have been already corrupted by this, these forces of interference. And when I was really young, like a, in my early 20s and really starting to get my psychic training, I would see these beings that I could, couldn't understand. Like I saw everyone else is seeing angels and I'm seeing like, I mean, I was seeing them too, but I was also <laughs> seeing these these other shadow things. And I was like, what is what are those? And uh -huh. uh, my teacher, who is a shaman, he said, we call them the outsiders. Oh, that's the, the outsiders because they they don't belong in this universe no, and they're they trying to find their way into this universe. Yep. And so that, when you were talking about that, you know, they don't, they belong to another source. It made me yeah. think about the outsiders. Yeah. It's fascinating. And the influence and, and I really want to, they are influencers. Insidiousness is their nature mm -hmm. and the subtlety of it. So I'd like to tell a story about how original sin, the concept of original sin came into in, mm. onto this planet. Yeah. Because it's a fascinating example of how this intelligence works. So back in, 
Oh God, I always get my ADs and my BCs mixed up. But anyway, it was about 363 AD, Augustine of Hippo came along and um, he's now known as Saint Augustine. And he was a sexual reprobate, ne'er-do-well, drunk, um, his mom was Christian and she just dis despaired that he was going to, you know, lose his soul to the devil. And uh, his dad was pagan. And so he's, you know, trollopsing along and he runs across the teachings of a guy by the name of Mani, M-A-N-I, um, the prophet of Babylon, who had preceded him by about 150 years, about 230 AD. So Mani... <laughs> created a something, a religion called Monichaeism. And one of the foundational precepts of Monichaeism is that we are, are born into the body and that the body is corrupt. The nature of the flesh is sinful, that the moment you're born into the body, you have fallen. And mm -hmm. so this whole original sin concept started with Mani, the prophet of Babylon. So Augustine of Hippo comes along and he goes, oh, that's why I've been such a bad boy. It wasn't my fault. Oh, I can just assuage my guilt and, oh boy, okay, I could be a good boy now. Mommy will be proud. And i you know, and he becomes a Christian and he becomes, he's very intelligent after he stopped drinking. Um, and so, you know, he influences the church, the, the church elders. And by 393 AD, original sin had been, cast in stone in um at the council of hippo wow. and so but the question is where did mani get the idea turns out mani had a voice that would talk to him a disembodied mm. voice that he thought was an angel and the angel came and whispered in his ear and taught him about how humans are sinful and wretched and evil creatures mm. Wow. The fast, yeah. And then so, so this whole, you know, we've been in the new age. We've, we've loved our channels and we've loved anybody who channels, everybody channels angelic beings. It's like, beware. Got to be super careful with that. You've got to be so awake and so careful yeah. with that. And I've finally come to the place where I think we're at the time finally, um, Lisa, where it's, not about what anybody, anything, any voice, any angelic being, I don't care who the heck they are. It's time for us to be the angelic beings that we are and to stop trying to outsource comfort, security, knowledge. We have all of that within us. We are beings of love. That That's the bottom line. And we have been convinced through various programming, our social programming, you know, we, I said, you know, we have the, we're the most selfish yet lowest self-esteem civilization ever. Well, mm -hmm. there's this, this because we've been torn asunder is because we have been absolutely bathed in, in idiocy and low frequencies and low opinions of ourselves for thousands of years. This affects us epigenetically. Hmm. Shame sexual shame, general shame, thinking we're evil, bad, and wrong. And, and, and that God, you know, has to save us from ourselves. It's like, that's some of the lowest frequency programming going. And our sovereignty is like the way out of that, right? Our sovereignty and recognizing who we are. But yeah, 
So, yeah, so that is thousands of generations of men and women believing that they're sinful and and filled with shame. That gets passed down to us genetically so that we are born. We have that innately in us. And that's the trick is to convince us that we're what it is, Hmm. that we are low frequency and we're the creators. We're these amazing beings of love with the infinite capacity for creation. That these this this interdimensional intelligence does not have, it has right. to use us to create what it wants. So it's convinced us that we're it. So then it has a nice home to live. So it's got a nice home to, and then we create mm-hmm. that reality for right. it. Wow. So sad that we're out of time because I could talk about this all day. But I want to give you, and that was such an important conversation. Um, I want to give you an opportunity to help people find your book. So if they want to know more about this, where do they find your book? It's it's on Amazon. Um, I'm wrestling with Amazon at the moment. Actually, there's a great deal of interference getting this book out physically. Mm-hmm. It's on is. EPUB on Amazon. So EPUB is your quickest yeah. or most direct route. You can write me at, on my website, info at katemontana.com. I can, mm-hmm. I'll hook you up with a book if you need a physical copy and can't get one through Amazon. Right. I really would like to end with the fact that this intelligence has no power whatsoever unless we give it to them. And Mm -hmm. if we just finally tap into our love and ignore all that old programming that tells us that we're piles of poo and really, really grasp that there's nothing for us to become. Mm -hmm. We already are these incredible beings of love. So powerful. These, uh, our power and our creativity is infinite. And so it doesn't stand a chance. So it sounds simple. And that's the hard part is that it's simple to just really recognize and ground in our own, in our own heart and in our bodies. God, that is a, I would really love to talk about that. That's really one of the big keys, Lisa. Yeah, you have a big, you talk a lot about that in your book is how grounding and being heart centered. And, you know, if you're not in your body, somebody else can get in there. That's, that's something that, you you know, we, you know, we need to remember. Yeah. And we've been assiduously trained that the body is not the place to be. Look at the program. So fascinating. So thank you so much for writing this book. Seems like it really needed to be said. And, you know, if you're feeling the call, um, those of you who are listening to find out more about it, I hope you do, because it seems like this is a really important part of how we can wake up and break the chain of this sort of enslavement. So thank you so much, Kate, for being here. And thanks all of you for listening. It's been a fascinating show. I know you're just going to want to reach right out and hit that subscribe button so you don't uh, miss a single word of the conversation. Thanks for joining us here today on The Miracle of Healing, where we are healing the planet one person at a time right here on Mind, Body, Spirit FM. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders 
to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.